Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It's the Haunted Edition. It's two Southern guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 Studios in beautiful, historic, and possibly haunted Concord, North Carolina. I be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin... Let me introduce you to the second half of this witch's brew. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's honorable mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! Dude, let me tell you, this movie scared the socks off of me when I was little. With the Halloween ones? Yeah, no, this uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> song you know that yeah was, that that, that's the halloween movies yeah yeah halloween yeah yeah except for i think part three which was garbage <laughs> they had the lanterns jack-o'-lantern mask whatever oh was that three yeah 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 hey thanks for joining us uh once again this is southern fried philosophy podcast uh please go to our facebook at southern fried philosophy uh, sfp radio instagram and twitters and our soon-to-be website one of these days. <laughs> One of these days. SouthernFriedPhilosophy.com. Appreciate you guys listening in. How you been doing, buddy? Man, I'm good. We had no projects on this old house this did, week. Did you get the uh, squirrel holes fixed in the ceiling? <laughs> we did. <laughs> Got those all sealed up. No squirrels. Uh, no zombie squirrels trying to tear into our house. That's good. Uh, no holes. In the ceiling, so we got that taken so you got care those of. Patched up. Yeah, got Did them you all Do that patched yourself up? or a contractor? Oh yeah, I'm paying somebody to do that. I, got you. I couldn't. I can't do that. It was pretty high though. Well, yeah, I get I get a little scared of heights on, <laughs> on the ladder. <laughs> I hear you. So I stopped doing that. Uh, yeah, I paid somebody to do that, and so we had a weekend where we just we watched TV and chilled out mm-hmm. and didn't do anything. It was fantastic. What'd you watch? Did you binge watch on Netflix or? Um, to be honest, I got to watch some of my shows. Okay, um, and catch up on some other. Is it like or the Kardashians or Housewives? You're not supposed to know about that. Okay, well, no. just, just took a, I just took a stab in the dark. <laughs> I actually started watching The Exorcist. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a, it's a which one, the old one or the new one? It's a new TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So, is it good? So far, so good. All right. It's pretty interesting. You know, it's that time of the year, you know, yeah. where you get yeah. get the scary shows on. So, trying to watch that. My wife did did some things outside of the house. Right. So, right. Eh, started watching watching that. Well, so, good. That was cool. It's that time of year. Yeah. I always enjoy the AMC Scarefest or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Got to watch some Walking Dead. That's back on. I haven't seen, I have not caught up yet, so don't, I, I'm pretty sure I know what, what happened, mm. but... So you haven't even we haven't watched the new season. No, uh, what happened was you remember I was in the hospital waiting for the heart transplant. <laughs> listen, I got to keep on rolling that. How many times are you going to use that as an excuse? I'm, but hold on, listen to. <laughs> so you know we had heart we only had like we only had like eight channels in the hospital. Uh-huh. You know, so mm-hmm. I missed the season finale. So I, oh, so I didn't get to watch. Oh, it. so. And post transplant, I just I be honest, with you, I haven't caught back up. I still haven't watched the season finale because I don't I don't know if I can brace myself for um. the drama there. So. Well, at least you can watch the season finale and then go into the season the other premiere. One. You don't yeah. have to have that six month torture. <laughs> God, I bless hear Barry. Yeah, awful. From my understanding, I, you know, a lot of people need uh, therapy after that. So, <laughs> yeah, even it, even our church pastor was like, "Man, did you see it?" I'm like, "Not yet, not yet." He goes, "We we we literally cried." That now that's so. too much. That's too much. If you start crying, maybe he's a sensitive guy. Well. <laughs> 
Listen, it's a TV show, folks. I hate to break it. Yeah, to but you. you know these shows now. You I get, get so you, you get do. so immersed in the character. You do character and then character development. So yeah, I think on Sons of Anarchy teared up a little bit a couple Did you? times. Did so you? yeah, this is a great show. I hear you, but you know it's it's a TV show, just kind of like the politics right now. So I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> You're right. It's pretty drama. So so how you be doing? I'm I, actually I'm doing good. Yeah, doing, had a great week. Uh, my wife and kids were gone. For a majority of it, yeah. So I got you look rested. I will say that from man, last week to nah, this week. After, after seeing my daughter's report card today, I, I'm not too rested. But um, no, uh, just I had a great week. I spent time with a couple uh, buddies of mine. I've been mm-hmm. recruiting. So <laughs> recruiting, uh, yeah, what? yeah. I, I'm, I'm in. The, uh, I think I mentioned in the first podcast. I'm trying to put together this uh, this community motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Kind of ministry type deal. Gotcha. So I've been uh, recruiting. Now. I've just started that. So I've really been working on my tricycle skills. Well, I'm hoping so to I can join. I, hey, I found you a trike if you <laughs> want it. So you just got to. I got to pedal really hard. You got to get the missus to give you approval to buy it. So. No, no, no. Okay, I, I don't have enough life. But insurance I got <laughs> to spend time with those guys, and yeah. then um, also just you know, I got to ride my motorcycle in this beautiful nice. season right now with the leaves changing, crisp, crisp colors, and the smell of that. So it's it's been great. Yeah. So. Wow, and also, oh, but no. I did have one negative point though. Oh, no. As soon as my, as soon as my family got back in town, I had a evidently a, a neighborhood kid who came came a calling on my thirteen year old daughter. So what? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's sixteen years old. He's in high school. She's still 16. in middle school. Yeah, and he was uh he was hey buddy. I had to had to nicely let him know that my daughter is not available to date until she's sixteen. So at, at least thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, sixteen's pushing it. That may be like, hey, um, mm-hmm. you can have a chaperone date with uh, Biggin or your dad. Yeah. Oh, that's basically it. So, yeah. yeah, I will chaperone that thing. So that that didn't go too kindly for him, but I I was try I tried to be as nice as possible. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I tried to be as nice as possible, but yeah, I'm I'm sure he got a little butt hurt. So I haven't heard back from his parents yet. So it's <laughs> a good thing. So, so he walked in the door and you got. Uh, let's get her. No, not quite that yet. <laughs> wow, that was a little longer than I thought. <laughs> no, nah, but I've uh, I I made it clear. Ooh, I, I made yeah. it clear not to not to contact. So that was Ooh. hopefully that'll good. Hopefully that'll hold. Otherwise, we'll have to get to the next level. So does she know about? Yes. Ooh. Yes. So, so now she's going to try to sneak around. No, no. She knows. She knows that will uh, that will be twice as worse. So. <laughs> Because we don't play that game. So I'm coming over and putting bars on the door. Absolutely. On the windows. I, I, I'm trying to dig a moat right now, but it's kind of <laughs> slow going. So I keep running the irrigation lines. There you go. So it is that time of the year. Yeah, um, actually, I'm going to stop you there. I'd like to bring on our guest just, okay, just yeah. in case he feels like he wants to freelance a comment. Bring it too. on. I'd like to welcome to the show. Um, this is Evan Mulch. He is from the John Birch Society, which is a... Uh, conservative uh, group that we will kind of get into a little bit later in the show but i just want to bring him on just in case he had any uh cheesy banter that he'd like to add to this uh show right now so awesome. welcome to the show evan hey thanks cheesy banter oh my goodness <laughs> well that's what we're all about the first half so. <laughs> we well, are cheesy appreciate you like uh, appreciate you driving up from sparkle city usa which is spartanburg south carolina and uh, joining us on the show today so well thanks for the invite <laughs> sparkle yeah. city uh a lot of people call it that. I've lived there for about six years now, so it's a great place to live. And do you find it very sparkly? You know, it, it gets sparkly when you closer you get to downtown. So <laughs> there, there's some truth to that. 
Nice. I don't think that was an intended name for the intended purpose for that name, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it was those, those people from Anderson that named it that. So. <laughs> the Electric City. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. So what, cool. you, what you got there, Biggin? Well, I was just going to say, it's that you know that time of the year. This is the Halloween edition, so when this show drops, it'll be... We'll be all trick or treating, right? Having right. a good time with that. So right. I was just gonna—I just was interesting. Like, what uh, your favorite scary movies? I know you—you you and I both share a love of scary movies. What's yeah. your favorite? Uh, um, you know, I like any type of horror movie that um, is more uh, thriller mm-hmm. than necessarily gore. Yeah, that's just not. I'm, I don't necessarily care for the gore. I mean, right. There's some gory movies out there I can probably tolerate, but I'm just not a big fan of that. Right. But I like the the thrillers, like The Ring. Mm. Uh, which the kid, uh, the girl with the long hair crawling out of the well kind of creeped me out. But you know, speaking of that, like the girl I went to high school with, Kelly Stable, she actually played in the ring too. She oh, was the okay. girl that with the long freaky hair. Oh, really? Hair. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we uh, hopefully one we day need we to, can you have gotta her on keep, the show. You got to keep trying to get her on. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm a, actually I'm a big fan of the classics. Mm-hmm. You know, I like and, and these are ones that should never be remade. No, because yeah, you're right. You know, like uh, Amityville. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shining. Hopefully, they never remake The Shining because yep. there's only a couple of characters that can play that. So they did remake The Shining. It was did a they TV really? series. Oh no! Yeah, and it was uh, the guy that played on Wings. Do you remember <laughs> that show? Wings. And <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, he I actually do. didn't do a horrible job in it. But still, though, you should never but attempt yeah, that. I'm yeah. sorry. And I actually saw the the Amityville House. Uh, oh yeah, we we had a thing up at. Uh, did you put a bid on it? I know it's for sale. It, it right is now. for sale. Yeah. yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, there's just movies that I think are timeless. Like, you know, they came out with the new Poltergeist, the remake. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. No. I'm sorry. No. There's just something. Coach. Coach is always the dad, right? Right. right. But you know, I, but I also like black and white horror movies. Hmm. Just because I got to watch those when I was a kid, because you know my oh, parents yeah. wouldn't let me watch much. But like the, the Creature of the Black Lagoon was always one of my favorites. <laughs> so I like that. How about you? I, I'm. A, I love The Shining. That's probably the most scary movie that I've seen. And I don't think I've even yet to make it all the way through. Right, <laughs> like right. I have to stop it, especially when those like little girls are there. Yeah. Uh, those are creepy. Very yeah. creepy. And it's actually based on a real hotel. Right. Um, that I actually would love to go visit sometime. <laughs> red, um, red rum. Yeah. That's all I would do. Like when I just check in red rum, right. Red rum. Well, I've been to Estes park to that hotel. It's oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. And I, Where, I, where's I, that at? I, well, it's right by Denver. So it's, oh, okay. you go up, from Denver to Boulder Destis Park, and from what I understand, they're actually building it out to where they're trying to make it look like some, you know, like it's the real scenes from the movie. I don't, I don't know oh, exactly wow. what they're doing, but the owners put some money into it to make it, <laughs> oh wow, more attractive. That's, that's really cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what what kind of uh, horror movies do you like, Evan? Oh my, oh, uh, you're asking the wrong guy about movies. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm, got some books uh that are kind of scary but uh you know typical john birch society member i think you know what we say is the truth is stranger than fiction so that you know when you read the truth on what's actually taking place it could be scarier than the fiction but that's true yep that is true um i don't know if you saw this one i I like i'm with you i like the ones that are not gory like Mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff doesn't really but the ones that are semi they i guess you could say potentially could really happen i don't know if you saw the the movie the visit Yep. Um, yep. Really good movie with a good twist on. Them. I love the ones with the twist on it, and it potentially could happen. So yeah, there's also one called The Road. I don't know if you've seen The Road. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's necessarily a horror movie, but I, to be honest with you, I like uh, it's a, it's basically a apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. You can say the word, man. Get locked um, up. End time scenario mm-hmm. after like a cataclysmic uh, nuclear war, and what would happen? 
you know, you have basically two thirds of the, the world's population wiped out, but it's basically a story of a journey uh, between a father and his son hmm. and just trying to survive. So th- those movies kind of interest me because it's about the human condition also. Right. And what would you do? So, so pretty much a, a movie about the next 13 days. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty <laughs> gotcha. much. Gotcha. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of horror in that too. So oh, and we'll get, we'll get to that as much <laughs> as our listeners are probably sick and tired of it. We're also sick and tired of it, but it's almost over with. It's almost, yeah. Just, Sometimes you just gotta grit your teeth and bear it. Well, you know, I I, I did tweet Hillary Clinton today. I haven't heard did back you? from her yet because oh. I'm I'm sitting there watching Hulu like, oh. like last night, just trying to chill out from uh, <laughs> uh, working too hard. And there's like eight Hillary Clinton ads on. I'm like, dude, yeah. this is oh, this is Hulu. I paid for wow, like stupid re- advertisements. Well, that is a stupid advertisement, but uh, you know, I paid for not that right so anyway that that, that kind of ruined my hulu experience but I, yeah i did i did tweet her about that i haven't heard back from her yet but that's hey there's always hope. she's probably still erasing some stuff and just hasn't <laughs> had time to get back to me yet. she she deleted her twitter account as well <laughs> i don't know mm. maybe i don't know well um, the russians would do that that would be her <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's darn ruskies oh <laughs> uh, so um I do have like a wacky news story that I thought I'd bring up. So it is, you know, as I said, it's getting close to the Halloween, Halloween time. Um, did you know that a ghost hunter got freaked out after capturing a quote blood sucking alien on camera? Uh, this is courtesy of the Mirror in UK uh, news. Uh, John Mooner, which by the way, hey, that's a great name, uh, came face to face with. It sounds like something I would do like after drinking, like maybe a little bit too right. much. Uh, came face to face with an extraterrestrial being after attempting to flee, but ended up coughing up blood, which he blames on the otherworldly ed- uh, invader. Uh, so he's a paranormal expert. Uh, he got a photograph of this being, um, which really, when I look at it, and, and I'll I'll show you the picture, but that's kind of that's it right there. It looks a little bit like me. And I'll put put this on the Facebook page. It looks like me with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that looks like? It looks like looks like just a concrete, you know, like a statue, you know, that you'd see, and just I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, ironically, the, uh, the UK also or the Mirror, I think, posted last mm-hmm. week. Uh, there's a one of the largest uh, alien conspiracy guys out there. Was doing, giving a seminar in uh, the UK, and uh-huh. uh, he texted his mom and said, "If if anything happens to me, please keep a vet or investigate it." And uh, anyway, he was he's quote unquote was, he gave this conference and said mm-hmm. in a few days he was going to release some uh, leaked information from U.S. government, UK government about the existence yeah, existence yeah, existence mm-hmm. of aliens. Well, all of a sudden, two days later, he ends up they find him in his hotel room or whatever, coughing up black mucus. Ooh, so he died. Wow. So, I don't know. Add that to the weird alien files there. Uh, I'm going to blame that on the Clinton Foundation. (laughs) But uh, going forward, uh, John said that uh, the incident was final proof that he's been seeking that aliens were alive on Earth. He said, I was doing some paranormal investigation looking for anything outside the ordinary. I was just walking around the woods when I saw someone standing in the park. As I got closer, I realized that it was no man, but I had the shock of my life. It was a gray alien. Uh, then he said, I fumbled around, uh, my pocket camera and quickly took a photograph of the alien before my double A batteries fell out of the camera's battery compartment. There was no time to pick up the batteries. Uh, I ran away as quick as I could running for miles. And then I started coughing up blood. Um, if I ran for miles, I would cough up probably from all those menthols. (laughs) It could be, uh, he describes himself as the chief photographer of the world UFO photos. 
but this guy can't keep his batteries in the thing. You're yeah, the chief photographer, kind of strange, yeah. and he can't. Uh, and what he's okay? He's the head photographer, the head chief photographer of the UFO, uh, the world UFO photos. So they they couldn't upgrade him to like a Canon or a Rebel or something yeah, like that. With he's has got like a pocket camera. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You would think you would probably do something else. This is where it really starts to derail. Uh, earlier this year, he captured a UFO falling from the stars that looked like Mick Hucknell, uh, who is the, the front man of Simply Red. Um, he said that uh, he saw... I like Simply Red. Well, he said that he saw the spacecraft and the red-haired pilot was staring back at him. So I think at that point, I've kind of lost <laughs> lost him. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so there's that guy. So I thought that was a little weird. So obviously they vetted him just about as good as the... Uh, some of the DNC vet some of the candidates, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird. And then um, just doing a little bit of research, I saw this thing called the Wilhelm Scream. And I don't know if you guys have ever Wilhelm will ever heard of him. But basically, it's one uh, scream that was caught on camera uh, in 1952. And people are replaying – movie, movie producers take that scream and they use it for everything. So anytime like somebody's like falling or there's like uh, something that – scary or whatever someone's frightened yeah so here it is yeah i'll just fill my pipe this is the charge of the feather river in 1950 so there's the scream so they keep playing it this is a movie called them 1954 them was good yeah still the same scream here comes again <laughs> they keep replaying the same scream. It's like a super famous scream. Still them. This is Star Wars. <laughs> again, Star Wars again. 1980. Raiders of the Lost Ark. There it is. Star Wars. Indiana Jones. That's crazy. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if the guy who originally did the scream, if he's still getting royalties off every time they use the scream. You know, <laughs> he should. Because Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. That was a great movie, right? <laughs> there it is again. So I mean, it's it's all over. But you think, well, that certainly can't still happen today. So, I, wonder how, I wonder how many movies that scream's been used in. Two hundred fifty-two. Oh wow. There's Batman, nineteen ninety-two. Reservoir Dogs. Aladdin. And so yeah, it's credited for like nine hundred and or sorry, two hundred fifty-two movies. There it is. Wow. So I think the last one it was. Uh, so like that guy's that guy's played more parts than uh, you know some of the other prominent actors and actresses. So oh that's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got his voice on a lot of them. So anyway, so I thought that Lethal Weapon. So I mean, so it goes what on I want to know is who who did the research on that? Who's the one that put together <laughs> the video? Because. That's some great research. I mean, that, we, we could we could use them in the John Birch Society. I mean, take that time and. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I can I could probably get the YouTube video to you, and you can search him out. Because yeah, I mean, again, so many movies. Um, it's actually from WatchMojo.com. So congratulations, hey, you did. Yeah, it. Maybe, maybe. You know, I don't know. I'm about that. I'm not. I don't have that much time. No, I don't know really who does. But yeah, I thought evidently, that was evidently that person did. That so, guy does. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's what we've got uh, this week. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back uh, with Evan Mulch and uh, interview him. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. The family farm down in 
me, Biggin, you'll know I'm crazy about Kentucky and bourbon. So what happens when you throw coffee beans in a bourbon barrel? It's pure magic. I stumbled upon Kentucky Nose Bourbon Barrel Coffee a few years ago during a trip to Lexington, and it was love at first sip. From the heart of a true craftsman comes the unique combination of coffee and bourbon. Do yourself a favor and check out KentuckyNose.com to get the finest bourbon barrel coffee the bluegrass has to offer. Check out KentuckyNose.com. You can also check out his new store at 337 West Broadway Street if you're just hanging around Frankfort, Kentucky. It's a new store. It's supposed to be really awesome. So go check it out, KentuckyNose.com. Welcome back to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. Um, this is our interview segment. Uh, today's guest is Evan Mulch. Um, Evan is a coordinator with the John Birch Society uh, for the South Carolina and also Charlotte area. He's joining us today and going to discuss the JBS and also any other thing we can come up with. Um, Evan, a little, little brief background on Evan. Um, Evan is from originally from Scott City, Kansas. Um, he attended uh, schools there and his upbringing. Uh, he also attended Washburn University in Kansas, um, obtains his bachelor's degree in business administration. He currently lives over in Sparkle City, USA, mm-hmm. which is in South Carolina, with his wife, uh, Jennifer, and he has two kids. Nice. One, one. I'm sorry, two-year-old son, Aiden. I'm sorry. He's a cutie pie. I watch him on Facebook. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Evan initially woke up to his new political views and kind of seeing what the writing on the wall after reading uh, Ayn Rand's uh, Alice Shrugged, which is a long book, but is very very futuristic and telling what's kind of going on with uh, society and things like that. So I'll kind of let you let, uh, let Evan get a little bit more into his uh, bio, but uh, it should be an interesting interview. So, cool. Evan, welcome to the show again. Thank you very much. So what so, was the name of the book? Uh, Atlas Shrugged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ayn Rand. Gotcha. Uh, she, she had a couple of long books. And uh, this, Atlas Shrugged has, you know, been a lot of uh, – has, has turned a lot of minds. I mean, mm-hmm. it, has, it was very prominent. A lot of people that supported Ron Paul and things like that. It's a very highly recommended book. So. Yeah. I started to watch the movie and then kind of <laughs> – And the movie the movie's horrible. <laughs> I kind of fell off the, the – Yeah. I, I got like 10 minutes in and I'm like – uh, the, the guy did a, the best he could to get that movie through. It yeah, he didn't have a lot – yeah, They didn't have a lot of money. He, so. he, he, he bought the rights to it, I think, back in the 80s. And he right. thought, oh, man, Hollywood will take this. And yeah. he realized, well, nobody wants this and you know, I've got to do this all by myself. So uh, he, he did it and he – I actually watched him speak at Freedom Works in in um, Las Vegas a couple years ago, and he goes, he, I, "Now that it's over, I'm going to go to Ayn Rand's grave and let her know that I did it." You know, because he <laughs> he thought it was his responsibility to get the word out on video. Um, but uh, I do recommend. I mean, get get the Cliff Notes if if, you, if you're not into reading long books. Most young people aren't these days. Just get the Cliff Notes notes. Go through them. I mean, at the time it was that I read Atlas shrugged. Um, and I, I didn't read it all the way through. I read most of it. And, uh, but 
I and I just liked what she was saying about the entrepreneur. I mean, finally, somebody defending the entrepreneur in a really great way. Not a negative connotation like you hear now. So. Yeah, yeah. And I was an entrepreneur myself, and I thought, wow, this this lady, you know, I like what she says. Now, there's some immoral things that go on in the book, and I don't appreciate that. Mm. I, I we we want to promote morality, um, but um, as far as the entrepreneur goes, she's a great defender of the entrepreneur. So you're saying capitalism and free market? As a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. For some of our listeners who may not be familiar with uh, John Birch or some of our listeners who've heard of John Birch Society but have really never uh, looked into it or maybe heard some negative connotation, kind of give us a little uh, brief synopsis and history of uh, the JBS, you know, JBS and founding to where we currently are. Well, the John Birch Society is named after – the namesake is John Birch. He's from, he, was, he was from Georgia, and he was a uh, – Baptist uh, missionary that traveled out to China and uh, was out there right when World War II started and had quite a lot of people out there that were Chinese that were becoming Christians because of him. And so as he continued to do his work and the Americans arrived with their military equipment, uh, you know, the Japanese were invading China at the time uh, because there were there was a, f- a push in China for a, you know, to have a nation like the United States has. There were freedom-loving, there still are today, but there was a large movement of freedom-loving people there. And uh, so John Birch is out there, and then the um, the U.S. military recruits him, and he thought he was going to become a chaplain because he was a a Christian missionary, Uh, but uh, he ends up being in intelligence. And um, by taking that position, he uh, um, was able to save people uh, in, in particular, there was the uh, the Doolittle Raiders. They were they crash landed. If you remember that story, yep. it's a wonderful story. I mean, you, they they they're doing um you know an outrageous thing for the United States military, but they had to crash land. Hmm. Well, they're out there in enemy territory, and they're out there for a number of days. And this guy named John Birch goes up. You know, one of the local Chinese people said, "Hey, you gotta you gotta see who this is. That you know, there's there's Americans that are in this hole, and they're waiting for somebody to save them." Wow. Well, the the Doolittle Raiders didn't believe that initially that you know this this guy could find them, and but John Birch had such a thick Southern accent that one of the guys goes, "There's no way a, a China, Chinese communist or a Japanese communist could fake that Southern accent." So they they got out of the hole and they went with them. So That's picture, cool. I guess, uh, Jimmy Carter. Like trying to talk, yeah, <laughs> or probably someone thicker than that. Yeah. yeah. So just shortly after World War II, John Birch was killed. I mean, the, mm. the Chinese communists. Um, there was a few of them that that surrounded him and took him in as a sort of a prisoner. Killed him right away, actually. And uh, what what happened afterwards was. Um, you know, un-American, the federal government actually hid this story from the American people. That's a shocker. And, yes, right after, you know, General Patton died or been killed, whichever, you know, it's hard to know yeah. what's yeah. actually happened. But General Patton was actually going to come back to the United States and tell the people what was really happening. And the ideas of, you know, a lot of us is that he was going to go into Russia next because that was where the heart of communism was. Hmm. And John and, Birch is also considered the first casualty of the Cold War, too, I think. Right, right. right. It's a popular hmm. um, yeah. saying about John Birch. But he he was a hero, and he was never – he's an unsung hero. And there's, you know, there's lots of statues of people. If there's anybody that deserves a statue, uh, I think John Birch would be one of them. He was, he was well-recognized the, the, by the people that worked with him. But, of course, um, a lot of people within our federal government did not want the story of John Birch to be told. Hmm. So Robert Welch um, was trying to come up with an idea of what he would name his society that he was going to use to defeat communism, and he was Robert Welch was an expert chess player from North Carolina, and hmm. 
He graduated from UNC, I think, when he was about 16 years old. He was extremely brilliant and uh, was, in a, was a businessman and Christian. And, and uh, he decided to just start sending out this newsletter. It was, it was called American Opinion. I, I think it went out maybe monthly or bi-monthly. I'm, I'm not sure how often it did, but it just really got a following. And he was um, very fortunate to get the approval of John Birch's family um, mm. to call it the John Birch Society. And um, people like Ludwig von Mises was writing in the opinion paper that Robert Wilts was sending out. And um, the the popular book that came out that really let people know that John Birch Society was on the scene was the Blue Book. And that was his initial speech. I believe it was in St. Louis where he told um, a group of very prominent, wealthy um, I think they were all business people. He told them, hey, I'm forming this organization, and this is what we're going to do. And and if if we don't form this, America's done for in the next few decades, maybe the next few years, because all these small groups that were being formed as mm. um, ways to stop what was taking place, he said, aren't going to last. In order to defeat communism, we have to set up these chapters, and we're going to call these chapters John Birch Society chapters, where we get the best and brightest in communities all over the United States to discuss the issues of the day, not the issues the mainstream media wanted us to talk about, but the issues that are most important to Americans. And uh, we still do that to this day. So we're over 50 years old, and the John Birch Society is alive and well, and we're growing, and we have a wonderful CEO, and if, if you ever get a chance to read his latest book, To the Victor Goes the Myths and Monuments, I mean, it's the best historical, um, uh, or it's the best book of history of the first hundred years that I know of. I mean, I, I, I don't wow. think anything probably comes close to it. But <laughs> the fact is, is this all stems from the Bavarian Illuminati that was created in 1776, Ooh. even before we declared independence in the United States, months, uh, a few months before. And uh, this group had this idea that they'd create a one-world government where religions would be um, uh, illegal. I mean, you wouldn't, it would be it would be illegal to be part of a religion. I mean, it would, you weren't supposed to believe in God and or talk about it, and and uh, all property would be owned by that one government. So basically, you worship the state. Right, right. And uh, since that time, I mean, uh, e- even in the early 1800s, the same group, they were trying to insist that the government should take kids to the age of two. Hmm. And that's when school should start, and um, and that way they get them as early as possible when they start learning. Uh, I've got a two year old right now, and he's learning a lot. I can't imagine him being in a government school where they're indoctrinating him on these, um, you know, these ideas of socialism, and and um, um, it's hard to believe that people would do that. And and uh, but it's it's the truth. There's some despicable people out there that are really. Uh, that really hate God. They they hate America. They hate they hate freedom, and they want to um, form this one world government. And I, 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 I don't know why anybody would want it, but they they really do. Right. Yeah, just want to reshape the whole global yeah. scene. So, but uh, so obviously, they, like I said, they started out as a, a communist, anti communist uh, uh, movement, really, because. You know, for a little history history context, communism was a, a, a very pervasive disease that was just engulfing large countries, you know, wholesale. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so people like organizations like this that kind of stop the hemorrhaging uh, mm-hmm. have been great. But you know, communism has really Cold War communism has really kind of morphed into a new a new beast. I would say. I mean, it's you know, with the United Nations and things like that. 
Yeah, we call it the fake fall of communism. So what happened with Reagan and Gorbachev was uh, it was the fake fall of communism. It was made to deceive the American people into thinking that communism died. But these organizations kept going, but they came they came under a new name, which was you know, International Socialism. Um, you know, um, uh, Progressive Democrats. And that's why you see the same ideas that were in the communist groups back before Reagan was president. Uh, those ideas are now in the Democrat Party and, and other organizations. You know, the the um, uh, the civil rights unions have been taken over by actual communists. I mean, it's it's there's 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 just so many facts out there. It's just to to to, to not believe this is happening. You, you'd have to really overlook a lot of facts. Well, I think I think this is the first election I can remember that um, terms like collectivism. You know, and uh, even we even had a candidate who admitted he was a Democrat socialist. I mean, these are terms you haven't heard that were scary mm. up until this yeah. election. So yeah. I, it's it, this act, this election has been a huge eye opener for a lot of people, I think. But for people that think that you know Evan Mulch is nuts, we have uh, you know the precursor to a socialist society now. I mean, look at welfare, welfare. <laughs> yeah. Look at government schools, and we're using the same Soviet model. That for the last hundred years or so, it's, it's a plank of communism. That yeah. I believe it's the tenth plank of communism. Government schools, everybody has to go to the government schools. But the you know schools originally were set up for basically factory workers and uh, industrial set situations, and we've not changed that that mindset in schooling ever. So yeah. um, we, like I said, people people may think I'm a nutbag too, just because you know I I, I prescribe to a lot of this because. You read stuff, you find stuff, and you know if it walks like a duck, then it should be. So, well, is it a duck or is it a support duck? Because <laughs> those are two different things. <laughs> True, I agree. But, yeah, but what what you have to do, you have to do your own research on it. And there's there's so many issues that affect us. Medicine was the reason why I got into this. I, I my dad was dying of cancer. I was doing research on the internet, and I was going, my goodness, why is the federal government blocking all these cancer? Um, treatments that that mm. cancer patients in America could be using, and and it was just too well organized to believe it was happening by accident or just by a few evil people. I mean, it was very well organized to where uh, medicines such as the oil from apricot seeds, latrate oil. I'm not sure if you guys have heard yeah, that before. B17. I mean, B17 oil I'm, comes from apricot seeds, uh, peach seeds, apple seeds. It, oil can actually, if 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 you read the book World Without Cancer, it's hard. It's hard to refute that this oil prevents cancer. It can also stop the growth of cancer. Hmm. Um, and uh, we're told when we're young not to eat our apple seeds. Well, sorry, that's... Well, I mean, it's clear that if you eat the apple seed, you'll grow an apple well, That's what my stomach. mom told me. <laughs> so I think that's pretty sound doctrine right there. But I, but I, I, follow, I, follow, I follow your logic because how many natural remedies that have we seen... You know that they they just knock on you know well, C- CBD oil things like that. But go ahead. Be, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because, and, and you know, I think the big push now, right, is the essential oils. So I wonder if like uh, yeah, I've seen a lot if everything too. is going to go down, you know, because of these essential oils because those things are going. People are selling that stuff like crazy. Yeah, but you know, the, the, well, the, people are getting smarter. I mean, they're, right. they're, they're 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 changing the way they're eating. They're they're you know the internet's just wonderful. I mean, if we can just keep the momentum going, we can eventually, you know, we we don't have a healthy America anymore. I mean, it's, you know. But I also, I think that, I think what this ultimately boils down to is, I, it don't matter if you, if you believe that 
apricot seeds or concentrated oil like that will will help your cure your whatever. It, but it comes back to the basic of you got to own yourself first. Mm. That is the ultimate liberty is owning yourself. You have the right to treat yourself or not treat yourself. And when the companies companies and corporations like this that put huge roadblocks in front of us to do that, it, there's something that's going right. on. I mean, you know, when they when we can't use CBD oil, but the government oil, government owns several patents on it, there's something wrong there. So um, I, I think hopefully these roadblocks will fall and uh, we'll not have the issue. Because I, I know apricot seeds are very hard, like concentrated bags are very hard to get in. Correct. I mean, it's you have to go through. I think a couple different, a couple companies. That yeah, actually I mean, I, I, you can order them from California or Canada, okay. but a, a local you won't find them very often. I mean, I've never seen apricot seeds for sale at a store, and right. I think that's just because it's you know it's, it's especially product, the FDA I mean, yeah. could target you, I guess, at that point, and you just can't tell anybody that they you know this can help prevent you know cancer growth or or you know can you know what what the World Without Cancer books talks about. But that book was um, we we commissioned G.R. Griffin to write that book and it's it's an excellent story about medicine and how um, you know there were certain cures that were found a long time ago and they what what, what it was the pro- the problems existed because people had a vitamin deficiency mm-hmm. and so the conclusion in that book is that cancer growth is due to a vitamin deficiency in people's bodies and I agree with that but how do you like how do you know because I you know I've seen stories on Vitamins and minerals, and I've seen stories about how cancer is fed by sugar, and you know there's mm-hmm. arguments for that, and it's just really hard to find the truth well, because it, everybody's you know throwing their. That is the truth. Yeah, if you if you have cancer, you absolutely don't eat sugar. I mean, it is it is adding fuel to it mm-hmm. very quickly. I think there's there's probably several different schools of thought. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I think you have to do the research yourself and find. Um, I mean, you know what I'm saying. There's yeah, but I think at the heart of it, there's. There are quackery. I mean, I, 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 you can't you can't say right. there's not because there's in the holistic and natural medicines you will have quackery. But there's people out there that generally have been healed by and live a healthy lifestyle with certain types of uh, whatever regimen they decide to follow. Right. Um, I also don't trust myself to do the research because I've <laughs> going to be told what. To, yeah. Well, I, I've gone down the rabbit trail on YouTube videos and like was convinced that Obama's going to throw me in a concentration camp. So, like, I can't well, trust myself. We to do, do have the we research. do have a few months left, so <laughs> you never know. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I believe medicine is definitely a, a control factor. I yeah. mean, no, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and I think that, uh, but you know, the government at one time, I think, honestly, tried to do the best thing with with health. I mean, it started with, you know, we we had they commissioned a government study and found out that people were iodine iodine. Mm-hmm. Deficient. So what do they do? They start adding iodine to salt. Of course, that was pure iodine, but now they've kind of changed that and used a uh, brominized iodine, which is actually harmful <laughs> for your body. But, but you, at one time, I think you know there was probably some honest people that had kind of some steering there. But yeah, I think have. I think ultimately probably the natural was probably harder to get, and the brominized corporations says, "Hey, we got this waste product, and we'll we'll." pay you to take it so same with the fluoride in the water i mean people can call that you know a crazy you know thing to be upset about but you know the fluoride you know does cause problems within people's brains and that's that's been documented that they're well researched and and so you know well, a whole country's ban it you know so yeah no fluoride or we should be doing fluoride no fluoride not, fluoride, not no. in water that's, re- no. hey, that's the reason why i have a three gallon water filter sitting in my 
on my uh, huh. ca- or my my counter at the house. Well, people so. need to filter their water anyway, but we shouldn't be having to filter fluoride out of our water. Okay. That just doesn't make any sense. Actually, on, on the if you research like fluoride, actually you'll see on the on the containers it says do not ingest you know, or warning can cause cancer or warning or whatever. So um, and this is actually being put into our. Yeah, that's on like toothpaste too, right? Like, yep, that's right. also yeah. also reason on the toothpaste it says do not swallow. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's but, you know, <laughs> but you know, like you know, I, I'm a conspiracy nut. Kind of like the call taste. it. <laughs> that's I right. Swallow it. Oh, yeah, make sure you swallow oh, with my. orange juice. That just, that oh, adds up, yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, a lot of people think these are probably conspiracies and stuff. But you know, the research is out there. I, I, you know, it's just you you have to dig a little deeper than what you probably would think, but. Um, you know, going back to uh, uh, John Birch Society. Now, we have some current issues and things like that. I think that you know are more current that people may not be aware of, or maybe you have heard in passing. You know, like uh, the TPP or twenty thirty or yeah, you uh, know 20, me. <laughs> or the, you know the twenty thirty. Are you down with the TPP? I uh, I don't even know. Uh, well, Hillary, Hillary, yeah, Hillary is, and then she's not, and then she is again. So, but um, I like the the, the triple the triple quilted fabric. Well, that, of course, they don't mm-hmm. supply here at the studio, but right. But um, like for example, uh, John Birch, uh, John Birch Society. What the, what's their kind of opinion on the Trans-Pacific Partnership? Because this is being touted as a job growth creator. I mean, uh, that's, how, how, how many Americans do you think know that the North American Union deal was stopped a few years ago? How many Americans, and what percentage? Probably less than one percent. Yeah, I mean, most people don't I'll know. Chime in. What? It, what was that? Oh my! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the John Birch Society. Um, we we have chapters throughout the United States, and it was actually a chapter in, in Oklahoma that stopped the North American Free Trade Highway be, from being built from Canada. Oh, yeah. no, I remember that to Mexico. Yeah. It was already being built in Texas, mm-hmm. and this group in Oklahoma stopped it from being built through Oklahoma, and it's Nailed it. the deal was dead. And if you look at the um, the proposals and you know what was said by the Council of Foreign Relations, which we say is the New World Order front group in the United States. Um, the, the, if if the North American Union deal would have been done, that would have been the end of the United States, the end of our Constitution. We'd be under a new government. Our states would no longer be sovereign, and uh, we would have been in a heap of trouble. And that's the same thing we're getting into with the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which uh, the John Birch Society, we call that the Trans-Pacific Union. We're going to give it its rightful name. It's not a partnership. It's a union deal, and um, it'll maybe not ultimately dissolve the United States, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it come pretty close. So what they want to do is they want to make us think the constitution, we don't have a right to, you know, the constitution anymore. They want, we don't have these God given rights that the constitution tells us we have. Um, but it's and, also not inclusive enough. They want right every society or at night, every society, but basically every nation, they, they basically just want everyone to be the same standard. Now that standard may not be high, but, which I'm pretty sure is low, but they have one goal. I, I honestly believe so. But you know, going back to TPP now, that I don't. Yeah, you know, me. we heard a lot of it in 2015. You know, and it's kind of we, it's kind of dwindled down now. Uh, what this election? Do you think how that's going to factor if either one of the candidates get in? Do you think it we push forward anymore? Um, well, well, I think Hillary Clinton will try to close the deal on it. So okay. if she she wins, you know, she'll close likely try to close the deal on it. Now Congress can stop it. Uh, at least they're supposed to be able to. Um, we've been trying to close down the lame duck session, which is going to take place after November eighth. 
uh, up until I think January 15th, I believe. And uh, the lame duck session was never supposed to be a regularly used session for Congress. When the election's over with, congressmen were supposed to go home, especially since a lot of them would know that they're not going to return in January. And that wouldn't give them time to do their evil deeds before they're through with their power as a congressman. And uh, so we've been behind the push to close down the lame duck session. I agree, uh, I agree with a thousand percent with that because I think sometimes people, like you said, they try to ramrod stuff, just kind of a little more mud in the eye. Yeah, and a lot of people now are trying to push term limits. Mm-hmm. And so there's trying to make term limits, you know, two sessions for a congressman. We, we don't know exactly what, you know, I, I mean, there's lots of proposals out there, but imagine, you know, congressmen and, or anybody who's elected, if they know they have a certain amount of time and then they're done, they're going to, a lot of them are going to try to get as much bad done as possible in order to benefit themselves so they live a good life afterwards. So mm-hmm. um, what we believe the answer is, the answer is an educated electorate. So we need every American to know that there's a Trans-Pacific partnership, Trans-Pacific Union deal being done and that they need to do their best to stop it because if it gets done, we're getting closer to looking like China. And if you live in China, it's not a good thing. I mean, it's it's um, unless you're part of the Communist Party and you're, you know, the whole nation's ran by a Communist Party, you know, com- Communist organization. Uh, by the way, with our help, I mean, after World War II, our American military actually helped to take out the freedom-loving Chinese. They had they had to desert China. A lot of you know, thousands and thousands and thousands were killed. And uh, um, eighty million people. Died yeah, in China. millions. Yeah, thousands would be under S. S- yeah, <laughs> so so China was. Um, wow. And we they were using our weapons against these freedom loving Chinese. A lot of them Christians, and most Americans today have no idea that it ever happened. And it's one of the mi- biggest crimes in world history. And um, basically, we put Mao in power. Yes. Yeah. It was. Um, and when I when we, when we say we, I mean we were already controlled a lot by um, these secret society, these secret organizations that want this new world order, and their best weapon is war. So they use us to go to war. They'll set up a central bank. That's the most profitable business you can ever set up. If you own the central bank in that nation, you're gonna make buku bucks. Um, but they have no country in interest. I mean, no country is their best interest. I mean, for example, you know. The Rothschilds, very famous name. Yeah. Old man Rothschild back during one of the French wars, he actually bet on both sides of the coin. That way, he also makes, he makes funded, as much money as yeah, possible. Yeah. yeah. He, he funded both sides, but he, I mean, he bet on each side to either one of them to win. So, regardless of who won, he still made money. Well, you mentioned the secret societies. My, my biggest question is is Jay Z part of the Illuminati? I don't. <laughs> I think he's a part of know. some type of. Some right. type of group. I Kanye. Mean, there, well, there's a, there's a there. I can't remember the name of the group now, but there's the Beatles. Uh, no, it's it's a, there's a huge uh, well, movement actually in the in the black hip hop rap community. I cannot remember the name of it, but it is a. There's all sorts of secret organizations, and and since they're secret, you just don't know what goes on. Right. But what we can do is there's organized. Events you know that are taking place, such as the Black Lives Matter, you know when they're busing people into um, you know such as Charlotte, trying to cause chaos. Luckily, they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you were shipped in here. Oh, did he get you on the bus own, out of here? Oh, okay. I, I have my own secret society. It's oh, okay. Sorority of fat man called Fat Five Fat. Oh, oh my. But, but hey, George Soros may fund that. You, you may want to send him a letter. But you know, it's not politically correct, so we have to go like large boned. 
large boned men. Oh my! No, no, you're shaming. <laughs> I, I don't like the <laughs> picture of that. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Nothing is more American name. though than that secret society. I believe that's the secret society may actually go against the you know the descendants of the Bavarian Illuminati. So yeah, I the, think you should create it. The fat or, five fat. We can do it. <laughs> T-shirts in order. <laughs> we're, what's your kind of uh, analysis, I guess, on uh, where, where we got in 2017? And I mean, with either candidate, what do you, you think is going to happen? Do you th- I mean, what, actually, let me back up. Just a cu- curious opinion. I'm, I'm pretty sure we, you're kind of exposed what you believe about Hillary. What do you, just opinion about Trump. Uh, my, my personal opinion, he's a wild card candidate. We have no idea what he will actually do. I, I mean, he, he may be the in, worst enemy of those that want a new world order, but he may actually want to grow his own, own, his own empire. You know, we just don't right. know. But um, he said a lot of good things about the Constitution recently, and that's what we push. If, if we remain a, um, a government that obeys the Constitution, which right now, you know, hardly <laughs> any of our congressmen obey it. President Obama, you know, they, according to these guys, it's a living document. Um, it was such a joke to see that Hillary Clinton called out Donald Trump in one of her statements saying, I don't think this guy's going to adhere to the Constitution. Yeah. I don't think he understands the responsibility. When has Hillary Clinton ever obeyed the Constitution? Right, and her her candidate, you know, we we if you we tracked his record on on voting, and he he got a a one percent on our freedom index, which is horrible. That Tim, just means, Tim Kaine. yeah, that just means you have no regard for the Constitution. So, uh, it's just another one of these you know strategies of those that are trying to create the new world order, where they say what the people want to hear, but they do something completely different in the background, and the the American people have no idea that it takes place because. They only know what they know. I mean, they, they're right. not being taught how to guard the United States of America from enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah, and I made the point. I think it's the devil we know versus the devil we don't know. And I think both of them are, are idiots, and it's a dumpster fire. But you know what you're getting with Hillary. You know, you don't know what you're getting with Trump. So, which is, you know, what do you, what do you <laughs> It's a roll of the dice regardless, yeah. 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 What do you think 2017, regardless of which candidate? Gets in. What, what do you think, 2017, well, the biggest issues or the biggest things we may face in the next two to four years? I mean, we gotta we got to change our foreign policy. I mean, this foreign policy is, is wacko. I mean, right. we're, we're in countries that we don't need to be in. We're in five wars right now. Most Americans don't even know if we're – they don't even think we're in a war. I mean, um, right. we, we're dropping bombs on innocent people. We're supplying ISIS – Although, um, you know, McCain and Lindsey Graham would say that, you know, we're not directly supplying them. They're, they're just ending up – well, they won't even admit to the fact that ISIS is ending up with our weapons. But Listen, There's some bad hombres out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, and, and as fr- you know, and we got to be friendly, so we got to bring these guys over here to live with us next. And that's what we're doing with the refugee resettlement. That's so, nice of us. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you still you, think that's going to be a huge push with, with more and more refugees coming in? I mean, I know that Hillary's announced that she would like to bring it, in It doesn't sound like it would be under Donald Trump presidency, but under Hillary's pres- presidency, as many as possible. I mean, they're really trying to destroy the United States. I um, say, let the floodgates open. Oh, really? <laughs> No, I mean that's what Hillary is saying. Oh, okay, okay. But I think uh, I, I think you could see a, a huge re- reshifting of voter block or voter rolls, especially if mm. uh, yeah. any type of uh, uh, legalization or am- amnesty or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Predicting ten million people are here now that would get amnesty if that actually happened. It's it's probably far more than that. Yeah. that. It's probably close to forty million or fifty million. Yeah, I've seen the it, highest forty five. It would I've just seen. it would change America forever if amnesty happened. And these guys are not going to vote const, 
you know, people are not going to vote according to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to vote, you know, they're going to vote for the person who's going to likely give them the most money, give them the most of, um, everybody pays taxes, so they're trying to get as much back as possible, and we're operating as if we're thieves. So what's, at some point, we're going to get to the point, we, we talked before the show, like, obviously the government can't use a calculator to balance a budget. <laughs> right. So, like, at some point, there's going to be a breaking point. So what right. happens then? Like, Well, when there's a breaking point, I mean, hopefully before a breaking point, we're trying to solve the problems before sure. there's a breaking point, but you know, we've got to get rid of the 16th and 17th Amendment. Once you get rid of those two amendments, the balance gets budget. The, the budget gets bounced automatically because then the states hmm. are re- more responsible for the budget because they actually have to come up with the money to pay for things. Imagine that. And they would have to borrow the money. The, not, the federal government um, uh, wouldn't be able to do that. So um, it's that easy. Now there's there's groups that are trying to pr- propose a balanced budget amendment, but none of them are doing it correctly. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to fix the problem, you just remove the 16th and 17th Amendment. That's why we would say... For those that are proposing the balanced budget amendments, uh, which are really popular if you're a Republican right now, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is a good thing. But it's really just legalizing the bad stuff that's going on now. Mm. And they're really not talking about balancing budgets. They're just – it's it's going to give um, liberal progressives more opportunity to raise taxes in order to balance the budget. And we, mm. you know, we can't afford to have taxes you know, go higher. It's just – they're they're already um, – the middle class and lo- lower class is already hurting hard – you know, bad enough and – so, would you support Dave Ramsey for president? Dave, I like Dave. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, we need to get back to being like Dave, where we're where we're, we're telling people the harsh um, reality really quick. Well, we can't handle that as a society. We'll, oh yeah, we'll get oh, in yeah. the fetal position and cry. <laughs> not with not with the uh, social snowflakes we well, have now. And and we, I heard today, like you can't. It, I guess it's illegal to say things like "man up" now. Mm-hmm. You can't say "man up" mm-hmm. or call your nuts or anything like that well man up actually interesting enough uh, stand-up man comes from the early 1800s and late 1700s where people who voted actually had to go to a place and they had to stand up for their vote so this whole idea we have where people hmm. you know you ask them who they voted for oh you know that's, that's disrespectful of you to ask me yeah who, who you know back then you were you were a stand-up man when you voted because you had to publicly show where you sh- where you stood on um, the person being elected. And that's why as a, it was important for George Washington and the other founders, too, to, to make sure that everybody who voted owned property. Because once you vote and you don't own property, unless you're a very moral person, you're, you're likely to vote in the best way that steals from others in order to benefit you. Hmm. Interesting. So true. And that's the reason why the, that's the reason why the Democrat Party is looking to you know bring in so many more people to the voters i mean because they would they retain power for for forever i mean uh, basically ensure a welfare state from here on out so most democrats don't even realize what's happening just as most bernie sanders supporters don't realize what's happening but Mm. they are you know people are 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 dumbed down enough now to where they can just orchestrate this the way they are but there are so many american patriots that understand the constitution and that are getting sharper their skills of defending it um, it's it's really it's really a fun time to be a patriot because uh, you're just around a lot of people who've dug deep on this issue and they're much smarter um, than we're, we are much smarter than we were four years ago when we had Mitt Romney running for president who by the way his dad was a friend of of Saul Linsky you know <laughs> so all those Republicans yeah. that support Mitt Romney well, you, you know probably should have thought twice about him before you you, you helped him rise to the top but. Uh, 
Um, you know, Ron Paul was the guy I supported in 2012, and he's always been a friend of the John Birch Society. He spoke at a few of our events. And he was actually mentored by a guy named Congressman Larry McDonald. Larry McDonald was, I would say, the best congressman we've ever had. Hmm. Um, you know, at least in the in the twentieth century. And the book that we sell to get people to understand um, what Larry McDonald did for us is Shadows of Power. The Shadows of Power book is a book that just takes you a few hours to read, and once you're done with it, you realize what Larry McDonald did for us. Um, his plane was shot down by um, Soviet jets, and hmm. it was he was on a passenger airline flying into South Korea, and uh, um, it was it was shot by the you know, the Soviet military, and a bunch of people died, and and uh, really the United States did nothing to help undercover what really happened. Hmm. Wow. So if I'm understanding correctly, we're pretty close to Red Dawn. Is that is that where we're at? It was actually filmed behind my wife's house in New Mexico. Was so it really? we're, yeah, oh, I wow. mean, The Shining. You know, I know where that place is. Um, the like, school where the kids rushed out of. That's yeah. I, I go home for Christmas. And I just I go in the backyard and I can see the house and oh you know gosh. I just envision these kids running out being chased by Russian communists. Wow. Well, I think Red Dawn's here, but it may not be a foreign invader. You know, it, it, it may just be our own oh, eternal virus. <laughs> could, well, the, the fifth pillar, deep. the fifth pillar is an interesting concept to understand because that's what communists have used as a strategy to take down societies, freedom-loving countries. Because um, if you have the fifth pillar, and that's that's people on the inside that are that are going to destroy it from the inside, while people are fighting from the outside. So if there's ever an organized event where they try to invade us. Well, they've already got their people inside to work within the nation. Yeah. Well, I think that's already happening now because you got so many people yeah. distracted by social media and bread and circus. You know that it's already happening. Cause well, another good point, though. I mean, our society is America is just collapsing. Like we can we can say it's not what it is. I talked to my dad, and he's like, "This is not the America that I grew up in." Right. And but then you look at the the end result. Like if this thing plays out who would want this america like at the end of the day like mm-hmm. who would want where we're heading i don't even know you yeah. gotta have one dictator right but who would really want it you want to take our national debt enjoy that you want to well, take it, our factories and enjoy, that's the problem that. it's only the people who are on the inside the ones that have you know helped grow the 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 sales of communism throughout the nation they're the ones that rise at the top and they live in mansions and they have these you know that what they think are wonderful lives, where they live immoral, you know, um, you know, lives that we wouldn't associate ourselves with. Um, but um, they rise to the top, and and you know, you got all these people who, you know, are good people that just live on the bottom. They 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 you know are enslaved basically by the communist government, and that's that's. But there's that's only so much room at the top, like. You know, well, that's why they kill each other in order to get. You know, they they, they yeah. fight amongst each amongst themselves. Well, that sounds lovely, and that's probably why we've you know withstood this for as long as we have. Is because they, they as well organized as they are, they often kill each other, and because <laughs> they they want to. If if somebody rises at the top, that's what Hitler Hitler did. Hitler killed the closest around him because he didn't want them to take his position. Well, there you go. He did have a huge purge, and then right, at the end yeah. of the day, he knocked himself out. Well, or there's did he? About no, that. I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No, no. So, I'm not going to go there. So Sasquatch, real or not? No. We got to go. Oh, my. Sasquatch, real or not? I think Hitler died hey, in Argentina. This is, this is outside. Uh, we, we based everything on conspiracy facts. I'm not going to go there on Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> 
What about Sasquatch? Let's oh, back to that. Oh, well, there's some truth there. Let me think. <laughs> Finding Bigfoot. They're still looking for that thing. Uh, that uh, show. I, do you ever watch that show, Finding Bigfoot? I have never seen it. They'll, they'll sit there in the woods. And sorry, this is a tangent. They'll sit there in the woods and they'll they'll hear a noise and be like, oh, well, that's that's it. Feeling frisky tonight. And you're like, how do you even know that that's what's going on? Right. Like, it's a squirrel, dude. Like, chill out. It's ridiculous. They're doing it for the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, those communist bastards. (laughs) (laughs) You never uh, try to redistribute that money out of your pocket to to theirs. To to pay for their skull and their uh, skull and their beer. Yeah. That's that's how it works. And night goggles. And night goggles. (laughs) Wow. So, uh, any any closing points you definitely want to make us aware of? I mean, um, I, I... Actually, read, well, a we're, read a lot what you're talking about. We're always looking for patriots. I mean, the problems that we run into, I mean, uh, libertarianism is, is great, but if unless you believe and understand the conspiracy, you're not going to fight it the way you need to fight it. And that's um, – I, I love Austrian economics. I'm a Ludwig von Mises fan. We we sell the book Economics in One, Le- One Lesson by Hazlitt, who was educated by Ludwig von probably, Mises. Probably the, the best, single best book on economy. I think a lot of libertarians, wow. they do what's easy. They they promote free market economics and you know some freedom here and there, and we go, well – when we we're, you can't just promote that you got you got to call out the conspiracy and you got to call out you know the uh, morality of the people if if we're if we're going down you know if 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 parents aren't taking care of their kids anymore that's a major problem we've mm-hmm. got to we've got to start having uh families again that that do what families did decades ago and really take care of their kids and uh, that's, well, that's a taboo subject Mm-mm. no no the government's the supposed nuclear, to take care of my kid yeah the nuclear oh, family yeah yeah well the village the village will take care of your kids yeah. sure oh, yeah, yeah. It takes a village. Build you idiots. Which I just want to thank the Hillary Clinton bus that I followed on my way here. I mean, uh, did you, you just re- really? Did you really? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It said um, uh, it wants everybody to vote, and and Trump is not. Uh, I forgot what the saying was, but I took a picture of it, so I'll probably post it on Facebook. Trump is a dump, or is that what Hillary's truck did? Trump is is not what makes. He won't make American great. Maybe, maybe that's what it's on the back, but it was. Um, you know, I couldn't run it over with my SUV. It's a big bus. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please forward that picture to me. I'd like to see it. <laughs> Did you see where they're, you know, the greenies, the people that love the love the planet, mm-hmm. and then they had the the Clinton bus, and it leaked all their. It took a, it took a dump. Took literally. a dump yeah. on the side. I think that was in Georgia. Actually, yeah, ben, Forsyth County in Georgia. Ben Florida. Swan was the first one to cover that in Atlanta. Yeah, he, he was. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, he really broke the story on that, and that was uh, <laughs> the know. irony. Yeah, a bunch of irony. We love the we love the planet. We love it so much. We're gonna take all these planes. And fly it here and there. In fact, I actually talked to a couple of guys that we figured out how to solve the global warming. We we get all the icebergs and just build um, those Yeti coolers around them. Oh, and that'll wow! Actually keep that, Giant Yeti coolers wow. keep them that, keep them that's cold. That's kind of ingenious, actually. Right? Yeah. You just or you could solve global warming by just putting people in prison that you know believe that are pushing these ideas of global warming. Right? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so global warming's not real. Oh my! Oh huh. my! We're gonna have to work on you. <sighs> so, no, no. It's interesting though. What happened was the communists had to change their game plan because they couldn't invade. The United States. I mean, just we have too many guns. We have too many well-armed people here. Right. So the game plan had to change, and that's why the global warming scheme came about. Because we had to get you had to get the American people to to give up the fight for the American cause, and that's that's been the um, was well, a new religion. Yeah, I mean, it's if 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 you know if 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 we have to, um, um, you know. Get rid of our, you know, coal plants, and and you know, the, you know, get rid of jobs in order to save the nation. I mean, really, 
um, causing people to do things that they normally, you know, would not do. And it's, it's real sad. I mean, it's the global warming. It's a, it's a hoax. I, I learned about it when I was at Cambridge university in England in 2004, I paid $5,000 to go study for one month. And that's what they did to us there. They really tried to get in our heads that there was global warming and the United States needed to take down their CO2, um, mm-hmm. emissions. And, uh, the fact is, plants love CO2, so why take it down? And when it comes to CO2, humans don't do anything compared to what volcanoes do. And listen, so, li- oh. I listen. Oh my! Oh if my! You, if you are listening to this podcast, can I just remind you that we have gone out of an ice age without cars? Mm-hmm. So how, mm-hmm. like? But We're also, coming out of an ice age, people. Yeah, and also the CO two uh, CO two uh, levels are actually higher pre pre man. Right. So, so how do you explain that? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I I don't get it. Yeah. I I need well, you to use some common sense, people. <laughs> hello. Listen, please just think for well, crying out loud. Exactly. But you know it's what? It's an ice age. Just, We're out of it. Just an interesting. Uh, I think an interesting uh, uh, little bit someone did kind of for irony just to see if they could. Uh, they've gone around, um, you know, taking like a petition to ban H2O <laughs> just just to right. see how many people. And right. they, they literally, out of probably 100 people, only had two people say, that's Wait. water. So, and let me ask this question. If we're supposed to ban the CO2, how is paying money to get the credits solving mm-hmm. the problem? The Bank of Al Gore. I don't yeah. get that. Yeah. I I got my CO two credits. Yeah, I, I, you know. But how does that help? But I think y'all haven't you seen? I, I'm person. Maybe it's me, or maybe I'm just blind. Run but along. I, I, I think the I think the a lot of people are waking up to that. To I think the, so. To the global warming thing that it's now my it's wife. A, it's a hoax. She is dialed in. Like how how baby, I love you, but seriously, it started us at a young age. I mean, if you remember, if, if you went to public oh, yeah. school, Scholastic News oh, in yeah. elementary school, they're educating us on how humans Got are killing cycle. the yeah. Earth, and Captain so planet. and that's mm-hmm. something that Captain our parents planet. parents likely didn't know about. I yeah. mean, it was it was done without mm-hmm. um, you know them knowing, and and so all of us were getting educated in a way that they probably wouldn't have approved of. And I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with like trying to, you know. Be water conscious and recycle and all that, whatever. But like to shove it down your throat to say it's killing the planet. Come right. On now. Well, How about I, that that Airbus might be doing a little bit more. Hillary Clinton, um, the Hillary Clinton bus did have a solar panel on the top. I do want to say so. Oh, thank you, Hillary. Well, good job. You're, you're, Bill. you're just I doing great things. I wonder if it's actually plugged in. You can you can use it to charge your phone. Yeah, Appreciate it, that. yeah. It's just it wasn't a real solar oh. panel. They're just <laughs> it's just a show, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I, but I think I think people are starting to wake up to it. You know, especially after the, ex, the exposure of the was it Angola University out of England actually kind of first put out the these statistics or whatever of a global warming study, and they've you know Julian Assange and WikiLeaks have actually exposed that a lot of that stuff was just absolute horse crap. So, um, but I think I think people are, are kind of slowly waking up. Well, to and it. It, it, the other thing too is if you're if you don't believe that you're considered a, a loon. Or right. you're considered a demon. Right. Like it's you're one of the two. Like if you don't believe in global warming, you're an idiot. But, like, but facts don't matter anymore. No, even facts though, don't matter. Yeah, that's the problem. When especially you know the, the I remember one thing was Antarctica. You always heard right. about, oh the so and so shelf has oh, broke here it loose. Goes. You know, and you got to hear that. But they never told you that actually during the season it actually grew even <laughs> larger than what it was <laughs> right. you know, before. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and yeah. you know we have one year that's hot. 
when all of a sudden this huge global warming, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we have two years, three years back to back to back where mm-hmm. actually cold. temperatures are low to lower. There's it's called climate, right? It's not climate change. It's just called climate. <laughs> you know, and like El, well, Nino, El Nino creeps up. Well, you know? and then you go back to Obama saying that the uh, the hurricanes are caused by global warming, and we go ten years without a major hurricane. But also, we had a a media guy. I can't remember what state channel it was now that part of this Kyoto National or Kyoto Agreement, another global warming agreement, would prevent hurricanes. <laughs> would actually stop them. <laughs> So I think it was George Bush's weather machine. He, just, he needs to turn that thing off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But no, I, th- this is the this is the ideology that these people have bought into and, and are spewing is that man can actually harness the weather. harness the weather of Mother Earth here and, and change it. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only person that did that was Jesus. So there you go. Yeah, yeah I think that's the only one that can move the move the waves. But no, yeah. seriously, that's really that's a brilliant point. But that just this this whole thing. I, I think. Hopefully, people were just starting to wake up a little bit. I yeah. mean, you know what? If Leonardo DiCaprio wants to drive a Prius, go Lock right it, ahead. I don't care. But if I have a chance to buy a Ferrari, I'm guess what I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I'm not going to use no toilet paper. I'm sorry. I got to have my toilet paper. So TPP. That's right. Yeah, you know me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Evan. We appreciate you coming on. And, um, you know, if people want to connect up with you um, uh, in the Carolinas and, you know, anywhere in the Carolinas also. Uh, how would they connect with you? Uh, you can email me, emulch at jbs.org, E-M-U-L-C-H at jbs.org. You can call me, 864-804-0789. Wow. Uh, you can go to jbs.org, and you can actually actually find my information there. So okay. I cover the entire state of South Carolina, uh, Charlotte, and the surrounding areas. Okay. I'm sure, but, I'll, I'm, but I'm also sure if someone, after listening to this podcast, was from Virginia and they want to kind of find out who to who to contact I'm sure there's coordinators all over the United States so there's um, just call John Burke Society headquarters and ask if uh, you know sign up online and then um, you know call headquarters and ask if, if you can um, get assistance in setting up a chapter or, or whatever you want to do for the John Burke Society as a volunteer three books that you recommend highly recommend someone that's interested oh in finding out kind of exposing we talked about the creature from Jekyll Island. Okay, creature of Jekyll Island, which is Sh- not a, which is not what it sounds like. Is actually uh, I content. thought it was a horror movie. <laughs> it pretty much is though. Shadows of Power, that's okay. by James Perloff. That was also done by us. Um, um, there's a documentary that goes with that Shadow Ring. So if you want to buy that too, or or, or if you don't read books, just watch the documentary. Um, and uh, lastly, uh, to the victor goes the myths and monuments by uh, R. Thompson. That's our CEO of, of the John Birch Society. It's just okay. brilliant and uh, best documented history of the one, first hundred years when it goes to exposing those who um, uh, are against God. So um, we we'll really got to we'll, read those. We'll put the books and the and also the links to mm-hmm. JBS and stuff in our show show. And uh, they're all notes. scary. Just to go with our Halloween thing, they're all scary. They're all scary. <laughs> When you, anytime you talk about control, that's uh, that's a scary thing. So, yeah. But Evan, we appreciate you so much for coming up and uh, thanks sharing guys. sharing JBS and a little bit of your story together. So, but uh, listeners, uh, go to uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Uh, give us a subscribe and also a rating. And we appreciate you guys listening every week. You guys, uh, one reason we keep coming back and doing this is for our listeners. So, um, just please keep listening and uh, sharing as much as possible. And this will be an episode that I would highly recommend sharing, just because yeah. um, there's d- different points of view. And you, I mean, you want to learn as much as you can. So, uh, I think uh, a lot of these books and also the JBS will kind of awaken you to some things that you may not normally read or uh, listen to on the normal news. So, Biggin, yeah, no, thanks for tuning in, and as always, 
Keep it rolling. Appreciate you guys.